They're just two average guys talking about movies, sports, games, wrestling, and whatever else their pea-sized brains can come up with. You're listening to The Slacker Cast. What's up, everybody? Here at you with episode number 26 of The Slacker Cast. I am Greg Cummings, and today I am here solo. My co-host Lawrence is um, currently, you know, he was busy with some family matters, so he couldn't make it this week. But uh, I'm going to try to do a solo episode here, talk about some wrestling, touch on a little bit of sports and just what I've been up to this week. Um, Starting off, I just want to say that um, we did have a death in uh, professional wrestling. Uh, Roman Reigns' older brother, Matt Anoa'i, I think I said that right. Uh, he was also known as Rosie. Uh, he played the. Um, he was a tag team with uh, Jamal. He was also um, part a tag team partner with Hurricane Helms. He was uh, the super like the superhero guy, the shit S H I T character. I actually um, met him with uh, my friend Dustin when we went to a live event here and got his autograph. And I think I recently threw it away. So I was stupid of me, but you know these things happen. But um. Just wanted to give our thoughts out to Roman, his family, and everyone. Uh, just, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's always a rough thing when you lose somebody. So, our thoughts and prayers go out to them. Um, so, I'm going to jump right into Raw. I'm not going to waste any time here. Um, Raw opened up with Braun Strowman cutting a promo on uh, his destruction of Roman Reigns last week, where he just beat the hell out of Roman Reigns and decided he was going to push over an ambulance. Uh, with Roman Reigns inside. I'm not quite sure what that was supposed to uh, do. I mean, all really happened was Roman maybe rolled around inside of it, got a little uncomfortable, but he pushes over the world's largest ambulance. So, he, you know, he was gloating on about that last week. Then um, he starts making his threats again, same kind of stuff he did with uh, Mick Foley, talking about he wants more competition, more competition. And out comes Kurt Angle. You you hear that music. And then Kurt gets out there. Kurt, uh, you know, pretty much cuts a little promo on Braun a little bit. They have a little bit of a back and forth. And basically, uh, Braun, you know, threatens Kurt and says, or else. And in classic Kurt fashion, he's like, or else what? (laughs) You know, Kurt does not want to back down from anybody, so... It was, a, it was an alright little segment. Uh, decent way to start off the show, I guess. Then we went on into a match between uh, Jericho and Samoa Joe. It was an okay match, I guess. Um, nothing super spectacular happened in the match. Uh, you did have Seth Rollins on commentary during that one. But um, ultimately, it ended up with uh, Joe making Chris Jericho tap out. Uh, beat him clean, which was, you know kind of surprising since they're kind of making Joe out to be, you know, like this scumbag character to make him beat Jericho clean. I guess they're trying to, you know, push him and build him pretty well as being, you know, the destroyer. That's what he's calling himself anyway. Uh, after the match, he was decided to cut a promo on uh, Seth Rollins, sweating profusely. I'm talking, I don't think I've ever seen anybody sweat this bad before, but sweat pouring down his damn face, kind of like uh, if you ever saw that movie Bedazzled. When uh, Brendan Fraser was playing like the the basketball player, when that that was one of his little wishes, playing the basketball player, and he does like an interview at it, and like sweat is just running down his face. It looks like someone was pouring water on his face. The sweat was running down so fast. That's almost how it was with Samoa Joe's. <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. Um, but uh, Rollins responds. They they have their little back and forth, 
and um i guess that's going to be the the next big feud is them two uh as far as seth rollins goes i'm not really sure how i'm liking him as a face i know they're trying to push him as a, a the new you know baby face of the company something like that but i just it just doesn't work for me as a heel he worked you know he his promos worked every everything was good with him his his style you know it just it just worked for a you know a heel but as a face i'm not really i'm not really buying into him too much so that might be something they uh need to change in the future if he doesn't you know get as over with the crowd as a face as he needs to be but um as Strowman after his little promo decided he was just gonna go through the back and just start taking people out so he's going down a hallway sees golden truth you know our truth and our gold dust just decides to beat the hell out of them then uh you know it cuts back to the ring again we got Gallows and Anderson they're making their way to the ring and um at, before they came out to the ring though they were like walking through the back and you th that dude they see that dude the drifter elias samson i freaking love this guy i don't know why but that gimmick just works for me i said it before he kind of reminds me of uh, like with his build and his look he reminds me of like the macho man just you know appearance wise alone and i think he actually uses a diving elbow drop as a finisher um but he uh he was doing his little drifter thing in the back. I, I, the reason I think this gimmick works for me so much is because it's just so random. And I love anything random in wrestling. Anything that I, just, I don't expect, it's, uh, it's always good. So you see him in the back playing his, playing his guitar. I, I really love when he sings to people. That's the best. Or whenever he like cuts them off after they had a, a match or something. Like he'll, he'll, he'll target them after they lost, play a little song for them. <laughs> it's great. I don't know why I love it, but I do. Um, but they uh, they came out to the ring, and um, they issued an open challenge, which is answered by, of course, Enzo and Cass, which we see every week. So we get the club versus you know Enzo and Cass again. Um, the club won the match, but the ending seemed kind of botched to me because it looked like where the someone just got like thrown into the uh, the turnbuckle. It was it was it was weird. It, it didn't seem like a a proper ending for that match. I'm, I'm think that's the one I'm thinking of where someone got thrown into a turnbuckle. It might be a different match, but I'm pretty sure it was that one because I thought it was Enzo who got thrown into the turnbuckle. Um. Then up next we have what we always love, the Miz TV segment. The Miz comes out. You know he's wanting to address Ambrose for last week. You know giving him dirty deeds. He insults Ambrose a little bit. Ambrose you know sits there and takes it for a while. And then finally, of course, what you always know is going to happen on Miz TV, Ambrose attacks him. And then um, Miz just pretty much, you know, left. Typical Miz TV segment. It wasn't anything extraordinary, not like the, the Cena stuff he was doing as of late. I think that's kind of a step down for him. They need to keep Miz. You know, I'm a big Miz mark. I've, I've let it be known many times on the show. They need to make that guy more of a main event dude, and I think that's what they're trying to, to push towards, but... Cause he's he's a worker, man. He works his ass off. He's good at everything. So they need to they need to. I, me personally, I'd like to see another world championship run in him, but it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Um, we come we go to the back again. Strowman takes out Kalisto, I believe it was. We did a Kalisto or Sankara, one of those dudes in a mask. I just know he took out a dude in a mask and he threw him in the fucking garbage which is kind of messed up. 
Uh, but then he gets shoulder blocked out of nowhere by the Big Show. And the Big Show, you know, tells him, once you pick on somebody your own size. So, I guess that sets up the main event for later tonight, which I will touch on here, here shortly. Uh, we had TJ Perkins versus Jack Gallagher. Gallagher, Gallagher, well, however the hell you say his name. I don't know. Looks like Gallagher. It smells like Gallagher. I'm going to say Gallagher. But uh, Perkins actually won that match. Uh, it was an okay match for a cruiserweight match, which I'm usually not into at all. I'm surprised I'm even mentioning it, actually. But uh, the only reason I did is because uh, Neville and Aries were ringside. And I couldn't help but to laugh because Aries offers... <laughs> First, he tries to sit right next to Neville, and Neville's not having any of that shit. And Aries tries to offer him a banana. After that, you know, Neville's like, I gotta get away from this guy. So he, like, separates his chair. It's pretty funny. Um, we go into a fatal four-way. Nia Jax versus Mickey James versus Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss. This is for the number one contendership. No surprise here. Bliss managed to pull out a win. I think uh, Nia Jax like, ended up hitting Sasha or someone with the Samoan drop. And Alexa Bliss comes and like, kicks her out of the ring real quick and then covers her. Takes credit for uh, Nia Jax's win. We got uh, Kurt Hawkins coming out there cutting a promo. They, this guy is on, on, seems like he's out there every week. I mean, I don't, I don't mind Kurt Hawkins, but he's just like the, he's like the jobber that everyone knows his name. So, I guess that's what he's doing. But he cuts a promo. Finn Balor comes out, just completely dominates him, and um, that's pretty much the end of that. I, what, the only thing I didn't like about that, and the reason I wanted to bring it up, is because I don't like what they're doing with Finn Balor right now. It seems like they're wasting him. Putting, pitting him against all these jobbers and giving him these low-card guys, it's just, I, I don't know if they're just waiting to put him back in the picture or what they're trying to do here, but it just, it seems like a, wait, a waste to have him come out there and beat up on Kurt Hawkins. They, they, they need to use him in the main event picture again. I was thinking maybe feud him with, I don't know, someone, anyone. Actually, feud him with the Drifter or someone like that. They could do anything, but uh, I guess they're going to maybe start a feud between the Drifter and Jericho because as Jericho's backstage cutting a promo on the same guy that I think he mistaked his name one time before, he was about to put this dude on the list of Jericho again for not knowing his own name, which when that was happening, I was like, really? They're doing this again? This, this, is, this is what we're going to come down to now is, you know, repeat bullshit, but... It got interrupted by the drifter. <laughs> he comes passing by. Jericho kind of makes a funny look, and he looks at you know he looks at the commentator or the interviewer, and he's like, "No, no, no, scratch that." He's like, "That guy's going on the list." Pretty much, he puts the drifter on the list. So now the drifter is on the list of Jericho for drifting. And finally, we get into the main event of Raw which is the Big Show versus Braun Strowman. It was actually a pretty decent match for two big guys. You know, normally when you get two big guys like that, you don't expect a whole lot. You think the match is going to be pretty disappointing, slow-paced. The match was kind of slow-paced, but the spots that were done on it were actually pretty decent. I liked them. Um, and it ended with Strowman giving a Big Show a suplex off the turnbuckle, and they break the damn ring. They broke the ring. 
it was it, what was crazy about that though was like when they broke the ring the referee was like i guess over close to the edge and he like fell out of the ring and at first until i saw how he landed it looked like the damn ring landed on him which i was like oh shit and i was like that could be bad i know i noticed they immediately had trainers go and check on the ref but it was uh it was actually pretty cool and i don't think the ref was expecting to fall out like that it was it's pretty awesome you know love the unexpected shit all in all rating a raw i give it with what happened this week probably about an eight eight out of ten i liked it it was uh, it was a pretty decent show could have been better could have but definitely uh could have been a lot worse um smackdown live we opened smackdown live with charlotte flair cutting a promo naomi comes out and responds then dexter after a little brief scuffle that of course causes shane to come out he sets up a match for later tonight and that's pretty much all there was to that um there was a number one contenders match after that between um for the wwe title i might add oh had to get something to drink there i'll do my voice <clears throat> not used to doing all this by myself i actually usually have a break in between the you know pass it on to lawrence or someone but um we have yeah the number one contender match for the wwe title was luke harper versus eric Won- oh, uh, versus eric rowan words are hard Luke Harper versus Eric Rowan versus Sami Zayn versus Jinder Mahal versus Mojo Rawley versus Dolph Ziggler. Damn good match, actually. You would think with all the people in it, you'd be like, oh, this match is going to suck. But actually, the match was really damn good. I was I was impressed. And they gave a shocker, a crazy shocker, Jinder Mahal, who me and Lawrence were talking about last week, they need to push, actually gets the win and is the number one contender and going to fight Randy Orton at the pay-per-view for the belt. I actually love this. I think it's awesome. It's unexpected. Um, Jinder's been working his ass off, so he deserves a push. If anything, even if he loses to Orton at, you know, the I think it's Backlash is the next pay-per-view, maybe. Um, it's still putting him over. It's getting his name out there, getting him noticed, so maybe he can actually start to be a main guy instead of Jim, them just working his ass off and him getting nothing for it. I like the dude. Um, his his mic skills could use a little work, but all in all, I don't think he's a, he's he's a bad wrestler. He he could he could definitely be a star if they worked it the right way. Plus, I think I don't know if he's Syrian or not, but I know he plays that angle. They could work that, and make him some kind of like insane heel, something like a Rusev, even though they already got Rusev over there. But Gender could uh, pull it off. I'd, I'd I'd actually like to see him beat Orton. I don't understand this title run with Orton. It it does absolutely nothing for me. They keep hinting the thing with Bray. Bray's, you know, he basically after the match, Jinder, Jinder Mahal cut a promo on Randy Orton, which was okay. Then Orton comes out, cuts a promo on him. Pretty much says, you know what you're getting yourself into? The only thing you have coming towards you is an RKO. Typical Randy Orton bullshit. Nothing really interesting. Then, of course, Wyatt cuts a promo on Randy Orton. He appears on the little screen. Orton talks again about how he doesn't know what a House of Horrors match is. And Bray starts talking 
all kinds of nonsense. I actually heard something on Austin Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast this week that made a lot of sense to me about Bray. It was um, they talked about how he kind of laughs too much in his promos and stuff like that. I never really noticed it before, but then when I thought about it after they said it, they're right. the The laugh thing kind of takes away from his him being so sinister, which is what he needs to be if he's going to be like this dark. I guess Satanist, cultish type guy, then they need to keep him dark. Don't make him laugh so much. Don't make him so lovable. They also mentioned how, like, he'll post, you know, all the social media stuff of him having dinner with his family and him, you know, doing goofy stuff with other superstars and stuff like that. He needs to protect his gimmick. If he's going to try to be an Undertaker-like guy or if he's going to be the next Undertaker-type wrestler, he needs to uh, stop breaking kayfabe so much. Stick with your stick with your gimmick. You know, make make yourself out. Make people make people actually believe that you are uh, some type of evil dude. But uh, yeah, I, I totally agreed with them there. They they definitely need to do that. Um, that uh, but uh, basically, um, Corbin. Uh, after that, it was Corbin interrupt Styles in the back. Styles was doing a very face heavy interview. I guess they're pushing Styles to be a face now. I loved him as a heel, but I love everybody as a heel, so, I mean, that doesn't really say much. Um, yeah, Corbin interrupts him in the back, you know, that sets up a match for the main event, so we're going to have Styles and Corbin in the main event. Charlotte versus Naomi was next on the card. Um, if Charlotte wins, she becomes a number one contender. If she doesn't win, I guess she goes to the back of the line. That was pretty much the only stipulations for that match. Uh, Charlotte did end up winning it with natural selection, so she is a number one contender. The only thing to note of that match is you had, like, uh, Carmella, uh, Natalia, and uh, I think Tamina in the back. Like, you know, all eyeballing the match to see who was going to win. When Charlotte won, they all seemed kind of pissed off. I guess they all feel like they're being robbed and Charlotte's, like, stealing their spotlight. Had a quick tag match between Shining Stars and American Alpha. American Alpha wanting their revenge for getting jumped by Shining Stars last week. Uh, Shining Stars actually went over on American Alpha, which was shocking. I guess they're finally going to do something with these two guys, make them legitimate. The one thing I can say right now is I'm actually starting to care about tag team wrestling again, which is good because it's been dead to me for so long. I... I'm digging it. I, I hope they keep teams together and stop breaking them up and stop throwing two big superstars together for tag teams and making them irrelevant. Keep guys together like uh, Gallows and Anderson, like the Shining Stars, like American Alpha. Build the tag team division again. I mean, tag team wrestling is great. You just have to actually, you know, give us content. Apparently, Lana is uh, coming back as a stripper. I saw another one of her little uh dance video things again and she was like dancing on a chair and shit like that i'm like okay so she's coming back on her own and she's gonna be a stripper that's um great stick with rusev lana that's where you're liked that's where you're loved you could work with that just become more of a heel person on that start interfering in matches more do something there i don't i don't know the stripper thing isn't gonna work for me i mean lana's hot but you know i'm still don't care to come out there and see her gimmick as a stripper then i'm excited to say we got a ty dillinger promo 
I am so on board with Ty Dillinger. I'm already marking out for him. And typically for me to mark out for a face is not common. But he's kind of different to me. Um, I got that little taste of him in NXT because I just recently, you know, started watching NXT as of about maybe about a month or two ago. And I liked him there. I'm, I'm liking what they're doing with him on uh, SmackDown. Love his entrance. Like his style. I'm not crazy about his finisher. I think he should have more of a... Uh, finisher that he could do to everybody you know like bigger guys as well but he could always get i guess do some top rope thing for that but he cuts his promo um i don't think he had a match no he didn't have a match just just a promo i liked it though um i did he did have a match on nxt against eric young in a steel cage which he won so i guess that was kind of like his going away thing for nxt it was pretty good though but uh ty dillinger is going to be champion one day Mark my words. Corey has said this many times about wrestlers in the past. He said it about Triple H, and he was right. Um, I didn't buy into it at the time, but then I started to become a Triple H mark later on, so he, he hit the nail on the head on that one, especially considering Triple H might be one of the greatest ever. But I'm saying it right now. Ty Dillinger is going to be your champ one day. He could be a big face of the company if they work it right. Like him feuding with Kevin Owens or someone like that, I think could be magic. Speaking of Kevin Owens, he comes out there and issues the Kevin Owens uh, Face of America Open Challenge, I think is what he called it. He takes the The funny thing about this, though, is he gets out there as the announcer is starting to introduce him. He takes the mic away from him and he's like, you're no good at this. Just, just leave. Kicks him out of the ring. Then he goes on to introduce himself. And he beat some jobber in his little open challenge thing. And then after that, we have the main event, which is AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin. It was an okay match. I mean, everything Styles does is great anyway. I mean, his matches are never boring. But, I don't know. I, I, was, I was tuning out for some reason in that match. It just wasn't, wasn't pulling me in like it should have. I guess just because it was built off of, you know, just a interrupted promo in the back i don't know but aj ended up winning with the phenomenal forearm i believe that's how he won it yeah i think it was phenomenal forearm i should probably go back and check that out as far as um other things that's been going on with me well i am a father now so it's uh it's hard man i never would have imagined it being so hard i have such a newfound respect for mothers now because sometimes all that baby wants is her mom and it's and nothing is going to make them happy other than that mom holding them because I'll, I'll be trying to hold her feed her stuff like that and she just she doesn't want she doesn't want any part of it she wants her mom oh shit can't be dropping that it'd be disastrous for the podcast <laughs> I'm actually recording on my phone and I dropped it, which sucks, but, um, yeah, but, uh, fatherhood, it's, uh, tough. I'm loving it though. Like my favorite thing is her little facial expressions and stuff she makes while she's sleeping. It, it really does uh, change your life. It's nothing to be taken lightly and I'm new at it. So I'm, everything is like, you know, I got to get past the learning curve on everything. At first, I was nervous about even picking her up, stuff like that. But I'm learning. I'm getting better. So, 
it'll be it'll be fine before long hopefully before the wife goes back to work and I actually have to be with the baby by myself during the daytime so yeah gotta gotta get the ball rolling in that court um, as far as any movies and TV I have been watching all I've really been watching is Better Call Saul with uh, I don't have a whole lot of time to watch like I used to so I caught up on the most recent episode of that but that show is amazing like just some of the some of the scenes they do in that in that show that blow my mind are scenes where there won't be any dialogue anything going on all that'll be happening is the actor you know maybe look looking at a field whatever watching somebody and uh, some music playing in the background while they're doing it and it just sets it up so well and sometimes these scenes can go on for like 10 minutes and you don't even realize it because you're just so glued to the screen of wonder like what's gonna happen I mean what what is he doing what is he watching but the show is amazing if you're a fan of Breaking Bad definitely watch Better Call Saul it's uh it's just more Breaking Bad really it's more of the Breaking Bad style of uh, of TV show but without Walter White and Jesse Pinkman so definitely check it out um, it's a really good show uh, as far as some sports goes I got a little bit to cover here so I'll jump right into it um, Aaron Hernandez has been in the news a lot lately um, Corey has actually been updating me a lot with his stuff He'll send me a message. One day it'll be, you know, Aaron Hernandez was acquitted of his double murder charge. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I'm like, is he still in prison, though? What about, you know, the, so but he told me, yeah, there's another one that he was convicted for already. So he stays in prison. There was like a little heartfelt moment between him and his daughter. He was like blowing kisses to her and stuff like that in the courtroom. And she was, you know, being very vocal, talking about she misses her dad, which is, you know, it's heart-touching stuff. But at the same time, Aaron Hernandez, you fucking killed somebody, dude. You're the one who did all of this. It's it's just a waste. I mean, you you had the world and you just gave it all up for stupid shit. But um, touching back on that, then the next day I come to find out it was either the next day or two days following something like that. It wasn't. I know it wasn't long. They found him uh, in his dead in his cell. You know, non-responsive, and the word is that he hung himself from the like jail cell window, which is really fucked up. All, only thing I can think of in a situation like that is the daughter thing. Maybe really got to him and didn't want to put her through that, but now she has to go through you know her dad, you know, not being there at all. At least, even if he was in prison, she could still write him when she gets old enough I guess or stuff like that or even maybe some type of visitation I don't know but killing yourself doesn't seem to be the the answer to me um I'm not it's it's a fucked up situation the only thing I can really say about the whole thing and I was talking to a friend of mine about it who's was a die is a diehard Patriots fan so you know he he said the same thing I say it's what a waste it's an absolute waste I mean why that, that's that's all you can really say on something like that is why uh the nfl schedules were released and it's looking like my colts have a pretty easy looking schedule um patriots of course theirs looked okay i hope they 
it looked easy to me, but, you know, they win anyway, so what's it matter? Said I was going to boycott football this year. Still undecided on that. I may do it. May not. Probably not. Once it comes around, I'm going to be like, I don't know what I was talking about. I ain't boycotting no football. But uh, <laughs> my buddy asked me about it, actually, because I play fantasy football. And he said, he's like, well, how are you going to boycott football if you're going to play fantasy? And I told him, I was like, I'll follow it. I just won't, I just won't uh, watch the games. <laughs> so, I mean... It really doesn't make sense anyway. If I'm boycotting it all together, playing fantasy and following it, it's still basically the same thing. So I guess I'm just going to have to uh, end my boycott and just accept the fact that I made to deal with the Patriots just winning over and over and over again. <sighs> Let's hope not. Go Colts. Um, we're in the basketball playoffs. I am not even going to lie. I have not watched a single game. I do read sports news though, so I've at least you know kept up with what's going on. I made I made some little notes here um, of what's going on, just you know, because I'll look at it about once a day. That's really all, about, all all it is. I don't really watch ESPN or anything like that, except during like football season. Football season is my big thing. That's when I'm I'm glued to it. But uh, we got in the East, we have the Bulls versus the Celtics. The Bulls are leading the series two to nothing. Um, if I had to pick someone to win that one, I'd like to see the Bulls win it. They're already leading 2 nothing, but, you know, I think the Celtics were the number one seed anyway, so they could easily come back and, uh, and win that one. I could be wrong about them being the number one seed, but I think that's what I saw. Uh, the Cavs versus the Pacers, they're beating the living dog shit out of my Pacers. I don't like it. Can't stand LeBron. I've made this known. Uh, they're leading the series three to nothing. I think their next game they play is actually in Indianapolis or not? Or, yeah, it's it's in Indiana, and the Cavs are uh, probably going to win that one too and go ahead and sweep them, which will suck. Uh, the Raptors versus the Bucks. The Bucks are leading that series two to one. Don't really give a shit who wins either that one. Wizards versus the Hawks. The Wizards are leading that one two to nothing. I'd like to see the Hawks come out on top on that one. Um, in the West, we have the Warriors versus the Blazers. The Warriors are leading two nothing. The favorites picked to go the whole all the way, of course, as the Cavs and Warriors as a, as a rematch thing anyway. So it's probably what's going to happen. I'd like to see the Warriors go ahead and uh, win out against the Blazers, and they probably will. Spurs versus the Grizzlies. You can never, ever count out the Spurs. They're always that sneaky team. It's Lawrence's team, so I'm sure he's happy that they're they're leading theirs 2-1. to one. Um, The Rockets versus the Thunder. Rockets are leading 2-0. to oh. um, Not much to really say there. Uh, I guess you can't really count either team out. Maybe they're... I'm actually shocked. I thought the Thunder would be leading, but... Someone told me that they were actually looking pretty decent. I guess they were wrong. And then we have the Clippers versus the Jazz. That series is tied at 1-1. One and one. Once it starts to get down to, uh, you know, past round one of the playoffs, I'll start paying more, ten paying more attention, actually starting to maybe watch some games. Right now, I'm just not into it. I'm just too busy. I mean, that's what it boils down to with caring for the baby, trying to fit in my little movie game time, wrestling time, and all that stuff. It's, uh, just ain't, I don't really have a whole lot of time for it. And, uh, in closing, I was just going to talk about 
some video games. I have been completely addicted to replaying Breath of Fire 3. Some of you may not even know what that game is. It was an old RPG, classic uh, JRPG for the PlayStation 1. <clears throat> I'm playing it through an emulator on my computer. And it's one of my favorite RPGs of all time. It's actually in my top three of my favorite RPGs ever. I don't know what it is about the game. Something with the characters, the story, and everything just clicks with me. I just love it. The art style, everything about it I like. I've even, I think at one point I was even making like their characters uh, background, my little Facebook profile pic for a long time. It's either on Twitter or Facebook one I was doing that on. It's probably lame. I know my buddy Dustin will probably be like, man, this guy's so fucking lame. These are the games he used to put Corey to sleep whenever I played him when I lived back in Indiana. Uh, other than other than Breath of Fire, though, I've been, of course, doing daily stuff on Final Fantasy fourteen, which I will probably start streaming again. I streamed it once. I'll go ahead and start streaming it again just to give people, you know, an idea of what you do on, like, daily quests for that game. And I've been playing Breath of the Wild briefly. I don't know what it is, like... It's like I'm afraid to invest too much time in Breath of the Wild because I know once I get so far in, I'm going to be all in, and that's all I'll play. Just like when Final Fantasy XV came out. That is literally all I played. I didn't touch anything else. And that's what's going to happen with Zelda because I'm a big Zelda fan. Plus, there's also the fact that that game kind of kicks my ass. I mean, pretty bad. So, I mean, it's rough. It's, it's a hard Zelda game. Um, as far as things that are coming out that I'm looking forward to, let's see, uh, games-wise, I think Persona 5 has already actually came out by the time I'm recording this. I think it came out maybe last week. I have actually never played a Persona game, so I want to get Persona 5 and play through it. It'll probably be my first one. Before that, I've considered getting maybe PlayStation TV and playing Persona 4 Golden on that. I'm a big fan of RPGs, so that's majorly what I play. I do have other games in my backlog, like Watch Dogs 2, Hitman, uh, the new Hitman series. Um, the Witcher 3, which I've literally been playing for probably six to eight months and still haven't beat. And the funny thing is I love that game. Every time I play it, I have a blast, but I just keep getting sidetracked by stuff. But, yeah, um, that's just about it. I mean busy busy that's all I do anymore is uh, take care of the baby and get in my little free time when I can but uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up only had about 34 minutes here a lot shorter episode a little harder to uh, stretch it out whenever I don't have my co-host here with me hopefully next week uh, either Lawrence will be back or I'll have Corey or someone to record with I know Corey was busy as well I'll try to get him on here um, but just want to thank everyone for listening. Um, come tune in again next week whenever we'll be back at you, hopefully with a full crew. Uh, you can reach us at the SlackerCast on Twitter, and the email is theslackercast at gmail.com. And just uh, thanks again, everyone, for listening. Hit the subscribe button. And until next time, slack off.